Hello and welcome to the This Is Marketing Podcast. I'm Ross Marone, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about building surveys for market research. I am rather new to the actual building of surveys for market research, so I thought I would do this podcast because I've learned a lot in the last couple of days about building a survey to answer some of the questions that I want when it comes to my marketing for the university. And uh, I've performed market research in the past with companies where you hire them in and they actually come in and do a full build on everything from the survey to the results and everything in between. But what I'm learning about building one myself is that I feel like I'm able to ask some really specific questions and build a survey the way that I would want to. Now, I know that there's a lot that goes into surveys and there's a lot of psychology behind it and how you should put them and how many questions you should ask and what the answer should be and how you should do stuff. And that's fine. And you can do some research, which I've done online, uh, to just kind of figure out the best types of questions to ask and what types of questions to use. How do you, you know, what template should I use? What kind should it be a uh, drop down or a fill in? Or should I use radio buttons? Should it be a grid of radio buttons? How do I build a survey and how do I get the answers that I'm looking for? So I just wanted to start this podcast by you know, when you think of market research historically, you hear a lot of people talk about a SWOT analysis. And if you're familiar with SWOT analysis, I'm not going to go into it very in depth, but I'm not a person that really trusts SWOT analysis. I have a lot of students that work for me that are in the marketing departments, and this is something that they're doing for a lot of their classes, and they're working with companies, and that's what they want them to do. Go out and build a SWOT and come back with your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, and then your marketing plan built around those ideas. What I've found with a lot of the research that I've seen that these students do is that a SWOT analysis, although providing valuable information and sometimes, it doesn't come out with a lot of actionable items for you to actually go out and build off of. And it's not saying that the SWOT analysis is wrong because it's still being taught. It's something that's been around for a lot of years. But with so many moving parts to marketing these days, I think we really have to think differently about how we do research and how we're collecting answers and what those answers are and what that means for the research overall. So in building a survey myself, what it's allowing me to do is, is learn on the job training, which I think is always the most important way that you can learn is by actually doing, making mistakes in real time with real people, with real data, with real money and learning from that and coming back and adjusting for the next time around. So having done a little bit of research in the past, having worked with companies in the past and seeing the results that we've gotten, Sometimes in those results, I see aha moments and I'm like, yeah, you know, that that's something that we were really looking to answer here. But I get a lot more of the, well, that's something we kind of knew or we didn't move anything there. So why did we even ask that question? Because we knew what the result was going to be. By doing a survey myself, I can ask really specific questions that I want to get answered in relationship to the branding, marketing and advertising that I'm doing. So I'm using my own survey uh, to do this. The first thing I want to talk about is what platform I chose. So I went with SurveyGizmo, and this is after looking at a few others that I was familiar with. I've used SurveyMonkey in the past before. Uh, I've used that to actually do some logo things. We were improving our logo, so we put out a survey showing past, present, and hopeful future logos and gaining back responses from that and understanding what people thought of it and what it made them think and feel about the way that we were perceiving ourselves with a logo. And that information came back, and SurveyMonkey was a great way to put that out. When it comes to the survey I was planning on doing for this part of the research, um, I needed something that had a little more 
uh, complex ideas behind it. I could put out different types of questions in different ways. I was also looking for a platform that would help me deliver this to respondents to bring back. So I was looking for someone who would actually do a market segment and put it out there for me and obviously charge me for that. But uh, I wanted to understand more about the audience that I can go after. The first survey I did, I we used our social media accounts because we wanted people that were familiar with our brand. So it made a lot of sense for us to just post a link and say, hey, give us your feedback. And one lucky winner is going to get something. In this instance, I'm looking for people that are not familiar with my brand uh, to come back and get some measurements from that. So I'll explain a little bit of my approach uh, to using Survey Gizmo. And I'll explain why we're doing the market research, why now, and what it is we're trying to answer. So the other, the third uh, company that I looked at was Google Surveys. And if you're not paying for the enterprise, which I'm not sure what it costs, but understanding that their analytics platform costs somewhere in the neighborhood $150,000, I wasn't willing to even reach out and ask the question, how much does your surveying uh, program cost? Because I know that it's going to be something that's way outside of a budget that I'm willing to work with. So Survey Gizmo, right off the bat, if you're trying to do a survey, um, you have to sign up for a certain level of membership. It's billed annually, so you're going to pay it up front. And I think it's about $1,100 to do. Now, you might say, well, wait a minute, you lost me already. But understanding that if you do have that in your budget, Survey Gizmo is a good way to go. You're also going to pay for respondents. And from what I can see, um, it may be in the tune of another two dollars to $3,000, depending on how many I want and how granular I'm going to get with the actual surveying I'm doing. Um, so yes, I'm willing to spend upwards of five grand on this market research, but I'm hoping to get between 250 to 500 responses of information that's actually gonna help us build uh, the next year or so of the content we're putting together, the marketing plans, the uh, brand statements, the marketing messages, and even the locations that we're looking to market and what it is we're trying to do. The questions that I want to get answered, I think when you're doing any type of branding or research or anything like that where you're redesigning some part of your business when it comes to your brand, uh, you need to have questions as to what it is you're trying to accomplish. So with this research, the, the questions that I want to get answered is to the audience that I'm looking at, what's their familiarity with the brand uh, versus our competitors? I want to understand what their perception is of academic quality. I want to know what they think about our reputation as a university. And then following up with that, I'm also going to ask questions around um, some of the marketing that I've done in the past. And more recently, I've done a campaign in Cleveland um, for about the past five months, which is not a market that we've been in marketing because it's very expensive compared to our local market. About 80% of our students enrolled are within a 12 to 15, 20 mile radius of the university, which isn't uncommon, but it's a little unique to us just because of our geographic location in between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. So I'm really looking to see to the market right next door, Cleveland, which is larger, um, what kind of perception there is, if they've heard of our brand, and then our reputation, what they think of the university, what they know about the university. And then to see if there's been any kind of gauge to whether or not the stuff that I've done in the last five months has been seen by them. So I have a question about that. And there's some qualifying questions, which I'm going to go into what that means and why I'm doing it that way. But I also want to understand as a prospective college student, as somebody who's maybe in high school or maybe in between there, hasn't made a decision yet, but maybe hasn't even started the process of looking at the universities, um, what are some of the questions that they ask themselves? What's the research that they do when they're looking at a college? And what types of things would help them do that? So 
What I want to do now is just talk about the first part. So my quizzes or my quiz, my research is built into three spots. So this survey is going to be three different areas. The first is the knowledge of universities where I'm asking them what's their familiarity with the following universities. I have seven listed, which I would consider to be our competition and also like university. So they're like us in size, they're like us in offerings. And if you want to step out of higher education for a second and compare this to what a business might be able to do, it's comparing yourself to like businesses. So if you have a service and there's other companies that you know are competitors, when doing a survey like this, you're going to ask yourself, or you're going to ask your respondents how it is that your company lines up to theirs. In this part of the survey, the first part of the survey, I'm not introducing Youngstown State at all to them. I don't want them to know that it's Youngstown State. I want them to be open. So that's what's important about the survey. I can't kind of sway them one way to say, hey, this is from Youngstown State University. Tell me if you heard of us. I want them to kind of get led in that. So the first question is just asking them if they're familiar with us, depending on how they answer that. So the responses for the first question, there's five, because I wanted a scale that showed me really in between. I didn't want to say yes or no. I didn't want to just have three options where it was yes, no, or maybe. I wanted to know if there was very unfamiliar, somewhat unfamiliar, neutral, somewhat familiar, and very familiar. So if they click through that and they put that they're either somewhat familiar or better with Youngstown State, there's two conditional questions that they'll be asked follow-ups. If not, they go into the second part of the survey. But those follow-up conditional questions are really coming back to answer two main questions right away. How would you rate the academic quality? So if they said they're familiar with Youngstown State in any way, they're still asked on a rating scale that includes the other universities, but we're asking them, what do you think the academic quality is? That question right there is answering whether or not our brand has significant show to say whether our academic quality is good or not. If we get a lot of responses back that says we're not, then that tells me that in our next messaging and marketing that we do, we need to talk more about that. We need to build more content that explains that our academic quality is good, whether that's testimonials or showing that we have programs, that we're a leader in certain areas, that'll help raise that question. If it's negative, if it's positive, it means that what we're doing is effective and that we can keep doing that and build on that even more. I'm, I'm thinking that you know with respondents, they're gonna be all over the place. So it's gonna help us see whether one way or another what it is. In collecting information back from users, I also want to know geographically where they're located. That's going to be very important to the data that we're collecting to tell us whether or not what we're doing is effective or what it's not in location. So if I come back and I get respondents from Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh market, and Cleveland market, and Pittsburgh all comes back and says, I don't know about your academic quality. And then Cleveland comes back and says, I do. Then it tells me that we have room to grow down in Pittsburgh and we have a good brand up in Cleveland. So it's important that we ask those questions right away. The third question, also a conditional question based on the first, is how would you rate the reputation? So again, we're building on one single question. What is our reputation? Do we do a good enough job of talking about it or not? Thinking in terms of a business, same ideas. What do you know about our service? What do you know about our products? Is it good? Is it bad? Are we too expensive? Are we too cheap? These questions help qualify that. So they answer that part. Regardless of how they answer that first question, they get into the second page, which is perception of Youngstown State. Um, actually, they don't. If they did answer about Youngstown State, they'll get to the second page. And this is very specific questions about Youngstown State University. Question four asks, how would you agree or disagree with the following statements about Youngstown State? And here's just a few examples. Uh, Youngstown State has a strong academic quality. 
They have faculty that are experts in their field. It's a safe campus. It's known for their research. It has good job placement rates. These are things that we tend to think are great pieces that we can build off of, build content off of. So this gives us a starting point in our content strategy to say, the respondents thought that we were not known for our research, when that is something that's in our mission statement, something we want to be known for. So that would tell me right away that we have content that we could build off of research. Um, so a good question, again, it's, it's conditional, so they have to have some working knowledge of Youngstown State. It wouldn't do me any good to just run this question through everybody, especially somebody who has no working knowledge of us because they can't answer this question honestly or, or educatedly. And that is actually going to skew the data. It's going to give us bad data. And remember, in data, there's the garbage in, garbage out principle, which means if the data coming in is garbage, then the data going out is garbage. So this is kind of putting a little bit of control on that. It's not to say that somebody's going to answer um, dishonestly about the first question and maybe see this question later on and answer however they would. And there's always going to be a little margin of error in this. Um, but this will at least give me that answer. Fifth question I move on to is asking more about advertising. How have you seen advertisements from Youngstown State University? I'm hoping that for the Cleveland market, where we get respondents from there, this is where I start to see a little more information regarding the marketing that we've done in the past. Um, so I have TV, billboards, newspaper, social media, college recruitment materials, YouTube, email, or none of these. So that'll tell me whether or not they're seeing it or not. If they didn't answer question number one, talking about Youngstown State, they will get put into page three, which is choosing a college. So this is where I start to get a little more information about that demographic or that age group to understand how do they make their decision for college? What are the important things that they're looking for? And the answers that I get from here really help me produce all the materials, whether I'm making an admissions booklet um, or we're designing a part of the website or putting a piece of marketing out there that talks about tuition or talks about internships. This is where that question kind of gets answered. So I have a, a list of uh, factors that I've come up with, academic quality, cutting edge research, job opportunities, tuition costs, internships, campus safety again, uh, on-campus living, social life, distance from home, online courses, um, experienced faculty in their field of study. Those things help me understand what it is that makes a college student choose a college a little bit. It also will give me some ideas for content. If they get, everyone comes back and says, it's very important that I have expert faculty in my field of study. I can put together an entire expert faculty video series that I put out on YouTube using advertisement that speaks to that because I know that that's something that's a trigger to help them make a decision to college. Question seven, how would you research a college when making a decision to attend? This is helping me understand whether or not the materials we're putting out uh, there in the first place are helping a student make a decision. So I'm asking if they visit a college website, check out social media, schedule an on-campus visit, request more information, or attend a college fair. I think from our standpoint, and this is really kind of more of the business structure of how we work, we do all of those things. But understanding which one has value to our prospective audience will maybe help us when we're budgeting each year and saying, hey, you know, we know that they check out our social media, so we want to make sure we put a little more money there than maybe uh, an on-campus visit and how we put together that program and where we spend money. So that's a good question to ask. It's, again, answering a question that I have um, and putting it out there. And then I also have question eight. How important are the following factors when choosing a college to apply to? The college sends me information in the mail that shows campus life. Uh, they send me information in the mail that 
is specific to my major of choice? That's a very specific question I'm asking because in the next year or so, I want to build more programmatic materials for marketing. I want a college to have their own view book. I want them to have their own program sheets that if a student shows interest, we can send them that direct, uh, very integrated mail that's very specific to the major they're looking at. Right now, they get a kind of a catch-all about the university. So a question slated for a couple other things that I'm trying to do on campus and having that data behind there really helps me when selling it to get more budget for it or to sell it to the colleges that we're actually going to produce these and we need to focus tension and time onto them. So you can see how when I'm building the survey, by asking a very kind of off the wall question like that, it's doing something down the road for me from a marketing standpoint, from a branding standpoint, from how we want to put materials together and out there and where we're going to focus our design team's time, um, our creative time, it's going to go into something like that. So just one question in a list of them. I'm also asking about whether or not I think it's important for us to show more campus life in our publications versus information about majors or um, kind of the, the, the information from a university that's not really super important or selling. What makes a kid choose a campus? That's the age-old question that we need to answer. Uh, so by doing research like this, I can answer that a little bit. Once I get through that question, it gets in a little more of marketing. And this is for me to understand more of where time and attention is being spent by this prospective audience. So in here, I have questions about, you know, uh, how important are the following types of marketing when choosing a college to visit? Uh, they have content on YouTube, and I have a couple questions about that. I see billboards. I see commercials on TV. They have advertisements in my local newspaper. Um, they have a Facebook page, Instagram account, Twitter, Snapchat, LinkedIn accounts knowing that those things are something they will consider to be important to them when making a decision, again, allows us to focus our time in one area or another. This survey may come back and say, all of those things are important to me. And if that's the case, then we have to just continue to build content on everything. But if we get something that shows that Instagram is blowing it out of the water, it allows us to focus our attention more. Early on in podcasts that I've done, I've talked about figuring out which medium works for you as a business. And being able to get research that says where your customers are, you know, I always say you got to fish where the fish are. And this is helping us figure that out. Where are they spending their time? And where is our money and efforts best spent? Because we can build a relationship in that space. Uh, the question of building the content isn't really one that we need answered. It's just making sure we're building it right where it needs to be. And then understanding how they spend that time. So a follow-up question to that previous one is how do you spend your time during a day? And I have Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, LinkedIn, watching TV, watching a streaming service like Hulu or Netflix. This is helping kind of put a little more information to my first question and tell me that, you know, they say that they're spending time on Instagram, but then they said they're only spending an hour a day on Instagram. So are they really? Are they watching more TV? Because if not, then it means that we have to be, again, where they are at. So if they say they're watching a lot more TV, which I tend to think is not true, um, it tells me that I can go over there and spend a little more time doing that. The last uh, question in this marketing is how would you rate the importance of the following types of content when making a college decision? And this is really for me to figure out between photo and video, the content that we're creating, which is more important, and then what type of content should we focus on? So I'm asking if photos of campus activities, classroom activities, photos of campus, photos of students, or videos of campus activities. Is a campus tour important? Um, students talking about campus life, students working in the classroom, students having fun on campus, faculty talking about courses. This again is driving the thought of what type of content do we need to be providing.
and that's really it for the the bulk of my survey. The last page that I have is just asking some more information about the type of person I'm, I'm reaching out to. What best describes you? High school student, graduate student, college student, college graduate. Uh, what's your age? I have 16 through 22. That's going to be one of the markets that I'm really focused on. So I'm hoping that I don't get too many outside of 22 and above. And then also what's their gender? Because I think the gender really plays an important role when it comes to research, understanding how people think. And I think that psychology does play into that a little bit more. Um, understanding that the way that social media is used isn't even across the gender scale. Females versus males using Twitter, a lot more males using it than females. Uh, the opposite might be true for something like Instagram or Facebook. So we also know that age plays a rain, uh, an important role in this, but so does gender. So asking those questions is important to me, especially when I'm looking back at the data. So that's the survey. Might have been a little more information in there than you wanted to understand her, but I wanted to go through each question to tell you that, you know, as a first run on the research that I'm doing, what it's really helping me answer are questions about things that I need to get answered. And at the end of the day, that's what your research should be about, answering specific questions that you have. And I gave a few examples in there of very specific things that I'm looking for. I want to get questions answered because as I'm looking to the year ahead, and our fiscal year ends in June and starts in July, I'm looking for certain things that we're going to start doing as a marketing office, as a social media area, um, the way that we employ st students, what type of student we're looking for based on the type of content we need, what areas and departments we're going to be working with on on campus because of how we're going to put content out based on what those needs are. And then looking ahead, as I said, we did some marketing in Cleveland. I'm looking to re-up that program. I want to make sure that where I'm doing the marketing and how I did it the year before, the previous year, um, is either effective or not. And then adjusting that as need be. So if I saw that, you know, people came back and said they didn't see any of our billboards, and I know that I ran billboards in certain areas. Um, I need to look at that and say, okay, well, maybe we focus the dollars we're spending there to put them more on social media because that's where they said they, they were noticing things at. So it's not just about putting marketing out there and putting branding out there and having people understand where it's at. It comes a little bit more important to understand whether or not what you're putting out is effective and they have memory of that, that they can recall the fact that they saw that and where and what it said and what was the message and what was the call to action. Research will help you answer those questions. Building your own survey is going to teach you a lot more about the questions that you're asking. I also have a feeling that when I get the responses back from here, I'm going to look at it and say, hey, you know what? I should not have asked this question. It was a dumb question. And you can tell by the responses. It didn't make any sense or they didn't answer it or I, it was a trend that I didn't expect to see probably because it was a bad question. So I'm learning in the process. Again, on-the-job training is huge for me. And I always tell students that work for me that have questions about something like, we're gonna go take a photo today for Instagram and what do you think it should be of? Should it be of this or that? And so why don't you take both and you put one out today and one out tomorrow. And then you come back and you revisit and you see how many likes you got, how many comments you got, engagements, uh, if there's a call to action to it, did they perform that call to action? And that's gonna tell you which picture you should have taken. But if I just give you my insight, you're never gonna learn the process of actually understanding what goes into taking that picture. It's not just about capturing a moment, it's about capturing a moment and having a purpose behind it, especially when it comes to social media. So on-the-job training is very important to me, and I kind of do that with all of my staff and say that, you know, try it and let's see what happens. Let's see if the client likes the design that you have in the back of your head that you think is much different than what we've done. 
Uh, but let's try it and see if it works. And let's see what the customers think. You know, let's see what our clients on campus think. When you're thinking about your own business, do you ask those questions or do you always put forward exactly what you think you need to do? And how do you measure that? Are you measuring it and saying that this was effective and not effective? Or are you always just sticking to your guns? Sometimes you may not have control. I know a lot of people in these different industries and marketing that we work with that say, well, you know what? I have a manager and I just kind of do what I'm told and I don't sway away from that. I think I have good ideas and I never try them. I think that it's important for you to try. I think it's for, important for you to maybe do what you're told and do something on the side and then see if you can outperform what you are told and then figure out a smart way to make a case for that and to show that your work did the right thing or it did more of what you thought it was going to do. Uh, market research is great to have, especially when you're changing things. When we changed our logo and I was using a different program for that, when I came back and said, I think that we're going to change the logo for the university that we've been using for the last hundred years. You can imagine some of the size and eye rolls in the room, especially because this was maybe one of the first things I was doing as the new director of marketing. But when I pulled out the research and I pulled out, I think I had around 300 um, surveys that I pulled out and I said, here's the data that backs up that this new logo, which wasn't new, but it was just a different use of our athletic logo. Here's the new logo that we want to push out as our main representation of the university. Here's the data that backs it up. Here's what we got as respondents. People thought that it looked fresh and trendy. They thought that it was more um, not as traditional for our university. They thought it was a good representation of our university. And here's how it made them feel, because that was a question I asked. How does that logo make you feel? Having those responses would really deter anything in the room that people thought negatively about this decision. And we move forward with it. And once we move forward with it, we saw a better adoption of the use of the logo. We had people who understood the logo roles more, how to use the logo, how not to use it. You can't manipulate it. You can't change it. It's a trademark. We had people understand for a lot more things just because we decided to change it. And my hunch when changing it was we need something that looks fresh. We need something that looks new, something that's easier to work with than an actual square or rectangle in our case, uh, word mark that spelled out everything about our university. If we can build on just having a logo that represents our university, it'll be easier for us to use. Plus our athletic teams are traveling all across the country and all they have is the why, and that was the logo we were going to. So the data helped back that up. In your case, if you're trying something different or you want to understand whether or not what you're moving towards is, is a good decision, that market research is going to actually tell the tale. It's going to help you make that decision and it's gonna back up everything that you're doing and it's going to be successful. So when you're thinking about market research and using surveys, don't be afraid to ask questions that you would want answered. And don't try to be too technical about it too either. As I was writing these questions, I started to look at my wording. I'm saying, why do I sound like a robot when I'm asking these questions? If I was gonna ask a high school student that sat down with me in my office, how would I ask that question? And what would my answers be? And that's how I built my survey. So really think about having a conversational tone in your survey as well. I think that makes a world of difference than being very technical about things and questions that you're asking. So I hope that you found some value in this podcast. I'm, I am bringing these podcasts back. I promise I keep saying that and then I do one and I skip them for a little bit. But I want to thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe here uh, and share it with your friends. If you have any questions, you can find me on Twitter at Ross Marone. That's R-O-S-S-M-O-R-R-O-N-E. This has been the This Is Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.